to the Lobcast, Season 2, Episode 40. Bloody hell. Uh, very special episode today. We're recording this earlier than usual. It's a immediate, uh, directly, well, not directly, it's been about nine hours now since the <laughs> Nintendo Switch was revealed. I'm joined today with uh, regular host Dave. Hello. You alright, mate? Yeah, I'm good. I'm excited. It seems really weird recording yeah, a podcast right now. Uh, we, we've <laughs> also got a guest host today. It's uh, Mitchell Wolf from uh, 64464. Hey, uh, good to be here. Can you believe Nintendo just announced that their new system is half gaming device, half hair dryer? <laughs> I did not expect the combo. Oh, I, I thought <laughs> it was just a really elaborate RF switch. <laughs> <laughs> But <laughs> you have some interesting chat with uh, Scrap69 earlier who uh, thinks the name Switch is going to be too confusing for electronic retailers. <laughs> um, Mitch, you were around for that, weren't you? No, I was. Um, yeah, his whole thing was that people would go into a GameStop and ask for a Switch and somehow GameStop, a gaming store, would not understand that they want the console called Switch rather than the verb Switch to be done with them. They just pull out, like, a big enterprise-level network Switch. Like, here you go! Yeah, well, Scraps is operating on a philosophy that I would describe as aggressive pessimism. (laughs) Um, Like, he just doesn't think it's going to work whatsoever. I... So... Okay, I don't think Switch is an amazing name, but it's still just way, way, so much better than any name they've came up with since maybe like the GameCube, which was very literal, but I think that was a decent name. But at least it's a real word. Yeah. I mean, with Wii, it's kind of hard to argue with results, but I mean, it's still ridiculous. Yeah. And then when you added the U in the end, I'm like, Wii U? I'm like, what is that? Sounds nothing. like the noise. Yeah. Sounds like the noise Mario makes when he longs jumps. That's that's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> so I I guess I'm the one who actually loves the name. Uh, you two sound like you're kind of not too bothered by it, but I really really like this name. I think it's um, it's very Nintendo, but in the, the good way. And it, I think I mentioned who was it? I, I see. I've, I spoke to so many people today. I forget who I spoke to about what. <laughs> But I said earlier to someone, probably one of you two, that what I love about the name is it's intriguing. Like, if I didn't know what it was, the name Switch would actually make me go, huh, I wonder what that is. Yeah, you did say that to me. And I thought that was a weird thing because as long as you don't know what it is, you would say, huh, I wonder what that is. So I'm not sure the name has anything to do with it. (laughs) Well... I disagree. Okay. Uh, I don't think it's a bad name. I was, I kind of just thought, I, I heard Nintendo Duo. That, like it was floating around as a rumor. Yeah, I heard that one too. I, Nintendo Duo, Nintendo Go, Nintendo Play. Those are the three yeah. that I've heard th- floated around, and I thought all three of those would have been better. <laughs> Duo um, was my I, favorite one, I think, though. I actually didn't really love the sound of Duo, but those three still had kind of like a like a um a connotation about them that mm-hmm. if not explicitly implicitly 
had some sort of power behind him, like a, like a little oomph. And then Switch right. is just not like it's not an oomph at all. It's kind of it's just it's just a thing. I, I th- and I think I'll get used to it. And I, I think <coughs> I'll eventually just say like, yeah, it went GameCube, Wii, Wii U, Switch. But uh, for now, it's just like it, it it was a little bit lacking of energy. But yeah. it's not really that big of a problem either. I'll get used to it, like I got used to Wii, and I think once I get used to it, it'll be it'll it'll be better than the Wii name was. I, th- I think my biggest problem with it now is it, I think kind of like Scraps is saying, it has more than one meaning, <laughs> so so it, it it doesn't necessarily scream game console. It sounds like you know, either think of like a network switch or a light switch or a switch that Adrian Peterson beats his kids with, something like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I, I don't know, I think it's one of those things where immediately it's going to be a bit strange, I mean already today, I think I've caught myself on about five or six occasions calling it the NX still. I know, I like, like... it's going to be a little bit longer <laughs> I've actually written down the word switch in front of me for the intro today, so I didn't accidentally <laughs> right. say NX. I did too. I, I honestly, <laughs> I've liked every single uh, internal code name better than the final name. Like Dolphin, Revolution, what was it? I got Kobe? it. The GameCube is just such a... I have a lot of GameCube nostalgia, and I, I like admit that it's probably a bias, but the GameCube is just... It's perfectly what it is. <laughs> yeah. It, it, if you saw a cube, just a cube, and like, no, that's a dolphin. No, that's clearly not a dolphin. That's a cube. Don't try to lie to me. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, the design definitely fit the name with that one, so it made sense. I just really liked the name Dolphin. It just it sounded, I don't know, it had this sort of majesty to it. Yeah. And that was like the first the... time I remember I was aware of a code name during the sort of lead up to that console because I had the internet and I was excited about Dolphin, Dolphin, Dolphin and then it took me a while to get used to the name GameCube I really liked the name Atlantis I know that wasn't super public before the Game Boy Advance came out but that something about that resonated with me a little bit yeah, I, that, that's another good one that, I don't remember knowing about that one prior but yeah I it might not have been, but learning no, about it after the, the fact it, 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 it was um it was like something that we found out after we already knew the name mm-hmm. like hmm. publications didn't know it's not like with the nx where people were saying oh what's the atlantis gonna be yeah but we found out later on that it was codenamed atlantis during development i was, think uh, uh was the nitro a known thing before the ds came out yeah 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 i like nitro too I think I think a lot of it is is because uh, Nintendo is sort of this international company. They try to pick a name that's going to sort of resonate in any language or culture, and then they end up changing it to like either letters, made up words, or I don't know. <laughs> but, Which sounds hard to pronounce in Japanese. Yeah, I could be pulling that out of my my keister. I have no idea really no, like, yeah. all the rules about Japanese but that's it looks like a word that would be tough yeah that they would I don't know I, I wonder if they're going to sort of you know if the Japanese commercials come up with a Japanese pronunciation because like all Japanese characters are like constant not all but most are like consonant vowel consonant vowel consonant vowel and then you got all these like consonants linked together in the word switch so it'll be interesting to see how they come up with that maybe su suichu Suichu? 
Suitichu. Suitichu. I don't think you need to add well, that. I'll me. bet some. I'll bet some Japanese music in, Mitch, if you want to do your best impression. I'd rather not have <laughs> yeah. a racist impression somewhere public on the internet with my name attached to it. Thank you, though, for okay. the opportunity. We'll save that for after the show. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well. Um, now we've got the naming out of the way, uh, <laughs> I guess. Uh, should we talk about the system itself or the reveal? Uh, how do you guys want to do this? Um, I mean, I guess we could just sort of go right to the reveal, probably, because that's the thing that we watched. And it yeah. was very short. And, <laughs> and they didn't give a lot of information well, other than what the thing was. Yeah, yeah but there is some limited trailer. other information, but really we really only have this video for the most part right um yeah i i i was kind of very surprised at well maybe not surprised to me it just felt like the the target audience of this video felt like a lot different than what we've seen out of nintendo previously it seemed like it was more at like the 20 and 30s millennial crowd and less at like <laughs> families like they kind of did with like the wii and wii u so I thought that was kind of interesting. I'm not sure if that was intentional on Nintendo's part or just the marketing firm they hired to make the video went in that direction. But it did kind of strike me when I was watching it. And I think the designs of the NX itself, it looks very... It does not look like what I was expecting. Like, I mean, I knew from all the rumors I had an idea that it would be that, but just sort of the design uh, philosophies that like were put into it look a lot less of what I'd expect out of Nintendo. It looks kind of Samsung. Is that was my first impression? Right. Of just the the design itself. It, it yeah, it's designed to look more like a high end piece of electronics and less, less like sort less of less like, of a toy. Yeah, less of all the rounded edges and and kind of cheap. Well, I wouldn't say cheap looking, but it's the materials sometimes on Nintendo's consoles don't always feel the best. Though they're yeah. always well made, like they, I know usually I have a problem with them breaking, but they never quite feel as high quality as when you touch a competitor's system, where it feels like always feels like a premium product. Mm-hmm. And looking at this, it looks like they're finally going for sort of that premium look and feel to a product, and I thought that was pretty cool. So the first thing that we saw in that video was someone was playing, um, millennial dude A was playing. Breath of the Wild in his apartment and uh, his gigantic dog needed to go do dog stuff and he's like man I hate this dog (laughs) so he takes apart his controller and puts it onto his uh, I almost called it an NX right there puts it onto his switch and then just walks out how did you guys think about like that transition from controller to full handheld system I thought it looked really good, and I, that that was what I was worried about the most when I heard the rumors that there were detachable controllers mm-hmm. that go on either side. That sounded so clunky, and it doesn't look clunky no. at all. Anymore. And I don't know if it, if it was a sound effect edited in or not, but the sound it makes when you detach and retach uh, the controllers just seems really strangely satisfying. <laughs> and that really sort of right, struck yeah. me. It looks like something this is going to be fun to take apart and put things on, and. I get the feeling too is that you know we're gonna see a lot of uh, maybe optional different things to put on the end of that near somewhere down the line. I wouldn't be surprised. 
Ooh, I haven't thought of that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, think about it. I mean, those, I bet those those things don't look look pretty small and probably fairly inexpensive, like maybe thirty, forty dollars at most. So maybe you got a you got a special game that, like, say, there's a you know Smash Bros game coming out, and some people really like the GameCube uh, button layout, and then they can like, <coughs> have. I think they're called what are they called Joy Cons. I think is the name of what they're calling their controllers. So say so yeah, you have like right. uh, some game some Joy Cons with the GameCube button layout, you can come packaged with the the deluxe edition of the game, and you can throw them on the side or something like that. I mean, there's or, definitely uh, room for if there was a there. specific music rhythm game mm-hmm. that was to make its resurgence. You could put bongos on either side of the switch. <laughs> that is true. Um, right. Or you could even like, I guess for the um, uh, oh, what's it called? The the dock that you put the size of the controller on is that just called the Joy-Con dock or? I think they just call it a dock. No, 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 no. You no, know no, what? no I'm not. I'm not talking about the console. I'm talking about the controller itself. Oh, okay. Joy-Con left and Joy-Con right are actually the names of those things. Um, they go on to. There was a name. I don't. I don't remember <laughs> yeah. it right now. I'm. I'm unprepared. But I know what you're talking about. They. They can hook on to like a little bar that looks like it charges them at the same time, which is cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it, it creates a much a much more square looking. Yeah, I mean, it, it's still got the pro-style grips on it, though, if you, if you look closely. So it's like, someone's been making a point that if you look at it, it kind of looks like a dog, because the grips look like floppy, or, or a dog, because the, yeah. the grips look like floppy ears, which I thought was kind of funny. But, yeah, it's basically going to be, that's, I, th- I, I, th- I got the impression that that thing would be boxed with it, and the, 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 the pro controller would probably be optional. Right. Right, I, yeah. I felt yeah, the same way. For sure. And I think I'm fine with that, and I'm I'm actually really glad that there's not like a disparity between the functionality of the primary controller and the pro controller this time, because there's way too many. I I love the pro controller. I think it's amazing, and I want to use play it with all my Wii games or Wii U games. And every now and again, you just get one that doesn't support it because of some stupid little function that only yeah. the gamepad can do, and that would drive me crazy. So it looks like at this point, it's literally just. A different form factor, same functionality. Well, there's there's one difference in functionality between the Joy-Con put together by itself and the Pro Controller, <laughs> and I think it's a big deal. No one else oh, no. has thought it's a big deal. Um, the D-pad is uh, connected. <coughs> it's a connected plus-shaped D-pad on the Pro Controller, but on the Joy-Con, Joy-Con left, Right. It's shaped like four four buttons, and Kev, you pointed out earlier t- uh, when we were watching the thing. I initially didn't like that it was a disconnected D pad because I I don't see why those would exist. Say, but uh, even... go ahead. When you take it off, it just makes the two Joy Cons identical looking, because now you have a an analog stick and four buttons, no matter which controller you're using. Yep. Which is they, cool. they literally look like it's almost exactly the same as like the C buttons. I wouldn't even call it more of a, of a split D pad because even on even like that on the PlayStation they're split, but there's still a, a certain amount of connection underneath. In this case, it really just looks like basically the yeah, C it's buttons. Just four buttons. Yeah, it's just four buttons. 
which I think will probably be fine for most games, and I think they're going to assume that most people, uh, for when we play that, are going to buy a Pro Controller, probably somewhere down the line. The majority of new games for the Switch will probably just use those, you know, the D-pad for certain functions, like hit up on this to, you know, make your map go up, or things, little things like that, since the analog stick will probably be the primary form of control. So, it seems just like a nice little, little thing to to have the connected version because I know there's going to be virtual console games I mean they haven't announced it but there has to be well so. at the same time since the Nintendo 64 uh, when you have an analog stick or a d-pad as your left hand or as your left thumb mm-hmm. agency the d-pad has always been the more awkward one to use right like on the GameCube controller you have to slide all the way down or on the N64 you need to go all the way to the side so I, I'm not too concerned about yeah, it. But I, it's just interesting to note that there is a difference. Yeah, I know. That, I, I thought that was... Like, when that was original, that was included in the leaks. That was one of the things that I thought was just really bizarre. It made me doubt the leak a little bit. It was like a split D-pad on a Nintendo console. They'd never do that. But it, it does... Once I heard a little bit more about the, about the fact that, you know, the idea was that you would take the controllers off and have, you know, dual players, it sort of made sense that they would do a split d-pad so that some person isn't going to be stuck with a d-pad and an analog stick and have an unfair advantage so it, it makes sense and i'm not really bothered and i get the feeling that you know 90 percent of the time i'm going to be using a pro controller anyway except you know the times mm-hmm. when i'm out and about with it which you know yeah. in my antisocial self is probably not going to be very much are you actually are you still going to bother buying a pro controller then even though the the Joy-Con is pretty much like a pro anyway. Oh, I, yeah, absolutely. It's it's. I need that D-pad for my virtual console games, and <laughs> it just looks the the Pro controller just looks perfect. I mean, well, I'm probably just going to need it for couch multiplayer, right, just for yeah, to have a second too. controller. Even yeah. though I already have two of the kind of wimpy one analog stick and four button controllers, uh, if I need. Like Smash Brothers, even though it's not confirmed, but it, I mean, come on, it's probably going to happen. It, when Smash Bros. comes out on this system, I'm going to need like a full two controllers. Right. I'm, I'm curious whether they're going to um, allow any of the Wii U accessories to work with it. Like, I wouldn't see a reason why uh, the Wii U Pro controller couldn't work as well. Uh, I, just, I just don't think much Wii U stuff at all is going to carry on. Yeah, I, mean, I think they're like trying to completely separate themselves from the old branding. Yeah, I, I so get that. Logic. They let GameCube controllers work for the Wii, which is entirely separate branding. I'm saying it could be a nice yeah, thing that to was, do. For... That was game things because they had GameCube backwards right, compatibility. Right. Like in this case, it's like they're making a fresh break yeah. from everything that's gone before. I, yeah, GameCube wasn't as poisonous as Wii U true. is either. <laughs> See. <laughs> To me, though, just looking at it from a technological standpoint, I mean, the fact that, you know, it's basically just a Bluetooth controller, there's no reason why it couldn't work from a technological standpoint fairly easily. But, yeah, you might be right. And I'll just... I mean, either way, I'm going to buy a... I'm going to buy the new uh, Switch Pro controller just because I think it looks like a lot better design than the Wii U Pro. Dave, I'll tell you one reason why it won't work. Why is that? is because they'll make more money just selling a whole bunch of new pro controllers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) From a corporate point of view, 
Yeah, it won't. They won't make it. That's true. This this is the company that makes me buy Donkey Kong Country like once every three or four years. So <laughs> yeah, but in terms well, of controllers, at least recently they've gone out of their way to not make money. Yeah, by having things that even they don't even really make sense to carry on, still carry on, like you can just use the original Wii remote from 2006 with Pikmin 3. I know. Why? I don't know, I, but, I, but you can. Yeah, I, I have an original Wiimote with a Wii Motion Plus big huge dongle sticking out of it for my Wii U, and it works just fine. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, so, we'll see. We'll yeah, see it, could go, it could go either way, and I think there could be... Like, you never know. I mean, to me, the Wii branding they could sort of designate that just the remotes and still have, uh, say, like, we know Just Dance is coming to the Nintendo Switch. How's that going right. to work? Maybe they'll just have the Wiimote that works with, Nintendo, with a Nintendo Switch logo on it, and they'll still call it the Wiimote, and then the Wii branding will just sort of be to refer to motion controllers for Switch. Right. I... When the switch controllers do you think they'll be motion controlled anyway the joy cons i was gonna say that just dance makes me think that the joy con has has some sort of motion capability they, they probably have some accelerometers in them I'm, I'm i'd be fairly certain of that but they don't have um i don't know if, how much just dance needs it but they don't have the uh, ir uh, blasters on the sides of them like the Wiimotes do and I imagine that probably they're not going to be nearly as advanced as, like, you know, the Wiimote Plus technology and whatnot. I'm not really sure, though. I don't think they've really talked about it. Yeah, but that's just for, uh... Those IR blasters are just for pointing, right? Just for point. I believe they... I mean, for, like, stuff like, um... Like, say, Skyward Sword. I mean, I believe, isn't that how it realized whether you were pointing in the air or whatnot? I'm no, sure. I think that was just the uh there's a it's all accelerometer. Okay. A gyroscope in the Motion Plus. <laughs> that's what makes it different. I I guess. I don't know. I'm, it never probably, worked. It never worked that well for me. So yeah, I, I don't want to sure go out of my way to be hypocritical, but my assumption was that it was a gyroscope and that's why that game needed uh Motion Plus specifically. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. So there were 6 games in this trailer. There were. Yep. You want to go through them? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Zelda, um, the one we've known about. <laughs> yeah, so I mean that's yeah, that's a big one. We saw a giant goblin in it. Not too much different stuff, but I mean it's always good to see. Yeah, no, Mitch, you uh you actually played Zelda, didn't you? E three? I did, yeah. Oh, right. you lucky man. Uh <laughs> I won't say anything more about it. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> no, I, I played uh I played Zelda E3. Obviously, I played it on the Wii U, not the Switch. Um, it it's beautiful, and it looked the same amount of beautiful in this trailer. Even yeah. though, like these kinds of cinematic trailers are very easy to kind of finagle bad results out of. Yeah, and it, and it's really just hard to tell because chances are all the screens were assimilated, and even if they weren't, they're still, you know, placed onto. <laughs> A surface that doesn't give full resolution so it's really hard to really compare it to the Wii U version in terms of like resolution and whatnot. Well of all the games that they showed Zelda has the least likelihood in, in my opinion to be simulated because you know right it's the one that's been worked on the most probably 
It's just like it's like really, um, it's just, my point is it's kind of impossible to compare it to the Wii U footage because you know it's so small, and the main thing I'm hoping for is like a bump in resolution from 720 to 1080 on the Switch, which would make sense, but there was no way to really confirm that from what we saw. Well, wasn't there uh, one of the leaks today? See, I can't remember because I've read so much different crap. But uh, wasn't there something that said uh, the the Switch version of Zelda is going to be identical to the Wii U version? Uh, I read that somewhere. But um, I can't remember if that was a that was like all the way back in E three, I think. I think what they said there was going to be content identical, and that it would look a little bit oh, okay. better on the NX. Now the I... Switch. Okay. For some reason, there are always these little problems in uh, going from one Nintendo console to the next in audio fidelity. Um, I'm I'm willing to wager not a whole dollar, maybe twenty five cents, because <laughs> I'm a very frugal man. Um, that the Wii U version of Breath of the Wild will have better sound for no reason. See, um, I'm going to disagree it, with you on that because the Wii U has terrible sound output in general. <laughs> I don't think the Switch is going to be significantly better for any reason. Maybe. but We we'll don't see. have any news about its sound chip, so there's like, no way to know, really. See, with the Wii U, literally, to get proper surround sound, you have to plug it like directly into a receiver or it doesn't work. It's really weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's that's Breath of the Wild. Unless you guys have anything else to say about that, I want. Uh, I just want to say that um, as great as I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm really looking forward to Breath of the Wild. Uh, it's in my top five most hyped games, Mitch. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> I can't imagine wanting to actually play it portably because i don't know console zelda especially i mean this game was built from the ground up for a console i just can't see it working too well on the go but it's it's nice to have that option right no i guarantee you like 90 percent of the time my uh my switch is gonna stay on that dock and that's fine <laughs> i don't care i just love that every stupid gimmick i've ever complained about on a nintendo console is gone and if I choose, I can completely and utterly choose to not use the Switch gimmick if I don't want to. And at the same time, there's times I could see that, hey, I'm going away for a certain amount of time and I want to still play my game without lugging a TV around with me. And then these gimmick would totally be useful. Yeah. But it it's... never, ever messes with the quality of games like the last few gimmicks have. And that's what I love as about it. As long as there's a way to charge it on the go and you don't need the dock with you then that's that's good oh yeah that's that's an absolute must because this thing looks like it eats batteries yeah i i, I don't <laughs> see how they could not include an external adapter to charge it that would make like little sense for... i imagine it'll be like the wii u dock where it'll plug into the main dock but you mm -hmm. could probably detach it just to plug right. it straight into the into the screen i don't know but i can't see how else they would you right know. Yeah, and especially because that thing is not going to have good battery life, I'm sorry. <laughs> Considering what the <laughs> Wii U the uh, gamepad has, and that thing is just like essentially just has basic circuitry into it to pick up a streaming single. Like, um, I think it'll be... Well, no, don't forget, it's been five years since the Wii U. Like, battery life has come a long way in five years. That's true. 
Um, I I don't know. I I'm very <laughs> I'm very worried about the battery life. You're not going to convince me otherwise until I actually see yeah. it last more than a few hours. Uh, David, what you were saying earlier about how this gimmick seems totally avoidable, I was I was thinking about that earlier today. Um, since the GameCube, we haven't had just like a solid. It's just a, it's just a system, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, for the Wii, the gimmick was obviously motion controls, and for the Wii U, it was obviously um, dual screen play. Right. And especially with the Wii U, a little bit with the Wii, but especially with the Wii U, Nintendo, when it didn't sell well, felt that they had to create games or put things in existing games that said hey you couldn't do this without two screens right or you couldn't do this without motion controls and almost invariably when it meddled with an other concept that wasn't specifically made for dual screens like nintendo land was fine because it was made for it but if it meddled with another concept it ruined that concept star fox zero was a i mean like i i didn't think it had a lot of charm to it but like it wasn't a completely broken game if not for the fact that its uh controls were completely biodomed by this weird weird dual screen usage that didn't make any sense it ruined the game a little bit uh it did it made pikmin 3 wonky even though they got a, a patch on that and made pikmin 3 uh all better again and what what else is there? It made Color Splash a chore right. just to get through one or two battles. I, w- I, w- I was annoyed in uh, Super Mario 3D Land 2 how all of a sudden you could play almost the entire game without it. And then you hit that one level and then you gotta get up from the couch, go grab the game bag, get it off the dock, switch controls, play that run level, and then go back to the freaking uh, pro controller. Oh yeah, with the touch platform. Yeah, yeah, that kind of annoyed band. me. And it, it just like, it, it felt really tacked on because like what maybe like five levels had it so i was like yeah so like all of a sudden there's this weird dual screen mechanics just thrown in for no reason and then an example of that on the wii that i think of pretty often is fantastic game one of the best games that nintendo's ever made super mario galaxy had this weird ass level where you had a wii remote and you needed to use it to balance Mario on some sort of rolling ball, and it was terrible. <laughs> and I like um, almost I, I universally, people that, that talk to me about that level hate it. I like that level, but <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I kind of assumed Kev would say something contrarian about it, right? But, uh, yeah, that's in my top five galaxies, I think. Oh, can good, you remember you. what the name of it is? Rolling Ball Galaxy. <laughs> what, wasn't there that annoying one where you had to like ride on the back of a manta ray too? That was fairly. Oh, they were, they were fun. Oh, yeah. I, 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 for some reason didn't mind that as much, uh, and I think it's just because, like, straight forward was already how I right. was holding the Wii remote, so it wasn't really too different. But now I needed to focus on like right. holding it straight in the air and balancing on a ball. It it was a weird distraction. I honestly had forgotten about those. I might have to... Question from someone who hasn't actually finished Galaxy 2. Does Galaxy 2 go into that as well? There are parts of it for sure. Okay. 
Yeah. So, so I was going to say, if Galaxy 2 actually removed that type of thing, I might mm-hmm. actually rank it above Galaxy 1. I don't remember if it has the exact same like manta ray um, and stand on the ball <laughs> thing, but there are definitely mo- motion okay. controlled parts. It doesn't have the manta ray, but it has a stand on the ball puzzle towards the end. Oh, it has a bird thing. Um, but yeah, Super Mario Galaxy oh, yeah, Two. Yeah, like you befriend oh, these, these birds yeah. and you can kind of like glide down a mountainside. I oh, actually you're right. I actually got. I actually got to one of those levels. I remember it kept making me think of Skyward Sword and their big bird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean it was it was frustrating to play. It wasn't not frustrating at all, but um, it was a fun it idea. Was, I think the main star on that course was fun, but there was like. I think the comic coin and a, the, there was like a secret star that were really annoying to get. I remember being frustrated. Galaxy 2 um, was hard, man. Yeah. I've points. only ever gotten 241 stars on it. I've never wow. done the perfect run on the grand finale. <laughs> oh, man. What about you? That's annoyingly... I, I think I got all, all of them. Um... I, I, I mean, I don't want to spoil it too much for Dave because he's only he's only just started playing through it for the first time. But essentially, Dave, there's like you know a final, final, final thing right. after completing everything, and I don't know many people who've done it. Mitch seems to think he may have done it. That's cool I, if he has. Pretty sure I did it. Okay. Dang. <laughs> you well don't. <laughs> Good job. Uh, um, so I haven't done the one in three D world though. I have. Okay, five good job. Times. Uh, I, I believe well, the second game we saw was Skyrim. Skyrim? Yeah. yeah. Oh, a uh, note on that. I don't know if you read this release, but uh, they, it's actually not confirmed to be for a Switch for some reason. What? Well, come on. Yeah, no, I like, mean, I saw it right there. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. The Sheeta was like, uh, we were happy. They made a list of statement when I asked about it. Like, we were happy to work with Nintendo at this video, but we're not ready to confirm any games for the system at this time. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> I mean, Bethesda is on that list of partners. Oh, right. Yeah, clearly they they're working on something with them, but they're just not officially announcing it, which I thought they're was They're confirmed kind of weird. to be working on something. And we um, saw Skyrim in the video, so they're not. <laughs> maybe, maybe they're trying to do. Maybe they're trying to avoid exactly what happened to me. Like, I this afternoon I cancelled my pre-order for Skyrim <laughs> on the Xbox One oh, because wow. of the Switch video. So maybe they're trying to avoid like people just suddenly not buying it, so they'll get a worse fourth quarter. I can't imagine like that many people would do that. Like. For me, that's uh, <clears throat> just the idea of having it portably is really intriguing. That's why I've cancelled my pre-order and I'm gonna wait. I uh, think it's coming. Yeah, I, I think there's a good chance. It seems weird to advertise it like that. But to be fair, there was some things that happened like that with the Wii U. Like I'm pretty sure there was like a Battlefield Four demo or something shown on like the Wii U that never came to it. <laughs> So oh it, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. There was a there's a bunch of like third party titles that like there's tons sh- of Ubisoft stuff. Yeah, they were showing off sort of their uh, you know hey look at all these partners and they did like this sizzle reel showing different games supposedly running to spec and a lot of them didn't actually end up coming to the Wii U. So just something to bear in mind. But I feel like with how prominent they featured 
Skyrim in that video, I feel like it's almost false advertising, not not if it wasn't for uh, in the works in some regards. Because that other sizzle reel I was referring to wasn't nearly as publicized like this was. Oh man, I'm... Like, I don't believe Bethesda for a second. Not only do I think Skyrim is a lock for the Switch, I think Skyrim is a lock for the launch. If not launch window, but I I think yeah. launch. Oh yeah, it would it would have to be launch, I would think, because I mean the it looked from the from what they showed it looked like the remastered version. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's coming yeah. out October twenty eighth for everything else. So the thing's probably already done. They just need to wait for the console to be out so they can put it on a cart and put it in a box and sell it. Man, Skyrim on a cartridge, it just doesn't feel I, it's so surreal. It doesn't feel possible, yeah. <laughs> it makes it, it makes me feel tingly in strange ways. I love oh, okay. that they spent so much time on Skyrim, uh, specifically because it reinforced the idea that uh, in, in the Wii, in the Wii era, the thing that was the novelty that was going to get you hooked, that was going to like appeal to more people that was going to show why the Wii was a special system above the others was Wii Sports, and it was like mm-hmm. a very clear message. And they tried to do the same thing with Nintendo Land. Maybe it worked, maybe it didn't. I don't really think it was as successful at all, but like it's still a fun thing. Uh, with the Switch, they're being very clear here, they didn't show literally anything that it did besides games. Yeah, it was uh, all software, yeah. and it was all non-gimmicky software. Yeah. And that just shows the thing that is going to show why the Switch is cool are just solid, very traditional games, which I think people are going to like seeing. It's going to be a breath of uh, fresh air. Instead of having to say, okay, this console does this specific thing, so we need a game that does it, the Switch is a template to view other games on. Yeah. And I think that's such a great advancement just, from the Wii U. Just looking at Zelda and the new Mario, uh, we were talking about with we were talking about with Kevin Jeff earlier. Just seeing how it looks like for the first time, it feels like those franchises are moving forward. It's always either been gimmick games or nostalgia games, and then we see Mario running around like a Day of the Dead level, and we see that you know behind uh, Mario camera we haven't seen since like Super Mario Sunshine and just it, it finally feels like I feel if I don't know I, I feel since like the GameCube that it felt like Nintendo almost like paused itself and sort of been stuck in flux with like low specs and just kind of nostalgia and gimmick games and it never really felt like they were going to that like brave new territory on just a software front with their franchises well, just GameCube like, was pretty high specs. I, I've always felt oh, that yeah, like it, the Wii was the beginning of that. Yeah, it was. Like, the GameCube was, was like, transitional. Because I think early on, it was that console we wanted. And then the farther it got to the end, it started to sort of not be nearly as good. It's weird how the most impressive-looking stuff is on the GameCube is from early. Yeah. Like, that doesn't <laughs> yeah. happen for any other console. <laughs> Luigi's Mansion and Rogue Leader were launch games, and I'd argue they're um, possibly the best looking games. The only late game that measured up was Resident Evil 4, I'd say. How late was that? That was 2005. That was like the uh-huh. last big hit on the cube. Mm-hmm. Unless um, you count Twilight yeah, Princess. Early on, like, 
Yeah, Twilight Princess, but even then, I think Wind Waker looks a lot better. Yeah. I mean, Wind Waker definitely stood the test of time better, but at the yeah. time, I mean, Twilight Princess looked like it was... It looked it looked amazing for the GameCube. That's yeah. yeah. I think I think though what kind of happened with Twilight Princess is it it's kind of I think for a lot of people remembered more as a Wii game because that was like a launch title and it came out before the GameCube version on that platform, which is thought was yeah. bizarre, but <laughs> that's the way well, they did it. Sales reasons. It was because yeah. they knew a lot of hardcore Zelda fans would buy the Wii just to get the game a week early, two weeks early, whatever it was. Um. But anyway, sorry. So we're kind of getting sidetracked a bit here. Um, the third game they showed in the video was Mario Kart. Yeah. And instantly, I said it's Mario Kart Eight, and Mitch was like, "Well, no, it's a new Mario Kart." And then, well, there was a few a few things, a couple of details. Um, King Boo is one of the characters being played as and he's not in Mario Kart 8 nope. and if, if you look at the HUD there's like two item slots mm. for each character which is not something we've seen since Double Dash uh, so whether this is a specialised demo just thrown together for the video if it's a, possibly a proof of concept for Mario Kart 9 oh, it's interesting I, I'm thinking it might be like sort of a special version of Mario Kart 8 because it, it looked very similar and I'm pretty sure that was a, it's hard to tell because of how little they showed but it looked like a Mario Kart 8 course it looked like there was new features and the graphics seemed a bit better It's um, well it was a double dash course um, oh, it was oh. a Mario Kart 8 version of the double right. dash course like I don't know I, I, I get the feeling because the Wii U sold so poorly that they're going to want to sort of repackage improve and re-release a lot of its best games for it so they can get them out you know very quickly so i wouldn't be surprised if we see some sort of enhanced version of mario kart 8 with all the tracks with maybe some additional tracks and some new features like maybe what we saw there now i've seen this a lot on the internet that they think that both mario kart and splatoon are some sort of enhanced ports and i'm just not sure where that comes from because uh, it was it was an Emily Rogers story from like six months ago that they were going to be ported to the NX. Yeah. Well, it, and she's <laughs> and she literally like she's the one who called almost all of this. Like out of all these rumors we have, like I've sort of learned that she's probably now going to be a source we can trust in the future because she's been on the money out of all these rumors. So I, I don't know if they're going to be marketed as ports or the same you know or kind of like a sequel but yeah i i i mean i just don't know if she saw that and then said what she thought she saw which was a port or if she like actually had more confirmed information yeah. that it was legitimately a port but when people saw the splatoon one the splatoon one even is more not a port in my mind because everything about the Inklings customization is different. Mm -hmm. Their weapons are different. They're on a map that does not exist in the current Splatoon. Um, right. I mean, it's... Normally, when you, you would see just all this different content, you would just assume it's a sequel. But for some reason, 
there's this mentality right now that if it's in an if it's from a franchise and i recognize what it could have been it's a a port and i kind of don't understand that because it's not too much different than like the difference between call of duties and no one's saying that call of duties are ports of one another necessarily i think it's a mix of those rumors plus when it normally with a few exceptions when nintendo does a sequel it's a lot more obvious that it's a sequel and these what we saw still seems to be built upon the basic principles of it and i don't know i think a lot of it too is like i said before is because these games have just a little exposure it might almost make more sense to to add additional content to them rather than completely start them over from scratch sure but all right and and um like i can't speak for splatoon because i'm not very familiar with the game but for mario kart aside from the changes i noted it's still like pretty much the same hud and like visually it looks identical Mm -hmm. to mario kart 8 from the little we saw and like i think they differentiate the game's look a little bit more especially as it's so soon after mario kart 8 if it really was mario kart 9 and but you know it could just be a proof of concept like uh mitch pointed out earlier yeah uh not uh, i think this was just when me and him were chatting a few hours ago uh he said that you know with every nintendo launch they've shown various like demos or you know potential games that don't always turn into things or turn out to be something completely different right and yeah i i think the reason i don't think they're sequels is because i just don't think they could have churned out that much software this quickly and a new Mario, a new Zelda, a brand new Mario Kart, a brand new Splatoon, and who knows what else. <laughs> it, you it say that, but well, they really didn't do much this year. That's that's true. It's just that their pipeline um, has never been that fast previously. Like even when yeah, they were but... developing just for the Wii U, it's like it still felt really like there was long. I don't know. It never felt like there was that much in rapid succession. Uh, if they... Don't forget though, the handheld and console teams have kind of combined yeah, now. That's true. So I don't know. And I really, guess... it's only four games: uh, Mario, Zelda, Zelda Splatoon, Zelda and, and Mario, Mario are completely separate teams that have been locked yeah, away for years. Yeah, that's true. It's too. just I, I, I'm so used to waiting like three years in between Nintendo games <laughs> now that it's just it seems bizarre to me that that could even be possible. Yeah, I can't <laughs> blame you for being a little bit cynical at this point, but um. <laughs> What I have to keep pinching myself and reminding myself is that this is it now. The Nintendo software streams have combined. Like, again, I mean, I don't want to... <laughs> it sounds like we're picking on him, but I've got to point out something else that Scrap said earlier in the conversation with me. I'm totally Mike. okay picking on him. Okay. I have yeah, no, <laughs> no reserves about that whatsoever. <laughs> well, he said, like, there's no way Nintendo are going to give up on the 3DS and that's still going to be a big thing. And I was like are you serious like this is it now they finally combined yeah. their software streams they can work on one dedicated nintendo platform there's no more disparity between releases no yeah. more you know oh it's yoshi's new island or what is it no yoshi's woolly world then next year you get the handheld version and so on and so forth yeah, I, from now on it's just the nintendo platform i think everything i think we'll get 3DS games for a little bit, maybe a couple years afterwards, but it's not going to be like major stuff. Only because of the popularity of the 3DS. There'll be third-party titles, titles I think, for a while, but it's I don't think it's going to be anything that Nintendo really focuses on. 
like, it'll be like the Game Boy Advance. The Game Boy Advance mm-hmm. like died a death over about twelve yeah. month period after the DS came. I I think I think what Nintendo is doing because they're, they they even have said in a couple statements since this morning that you know they're viewing the this as more of primarily a home console, and I think they're probably going to gauge interest in the 3DS after the the uh, I keep calling it the NX, after the Switch comes out. If it's still selling William L, they might be more inclined to throw it a bone here and then, but if it if everyone pretty much moves to the Switch, you know, like the Game Boy Advance did with the DS, I think they'll drop it. Because they, they initially kind of said that with the DS, it's like, oh, this isn't the replacement for the Game Boy Advance, this is something new we're experimenting with. And then everyone switched to it, so they stopped supporting the Game Boy Advance. And I wouldn't yeah, be my- surprised if we see something like that with the uh, Switch as well. My prediction is that by this time next year, so October 2017. Uh, there just won't be uh, 3DS to worry about anymore. There just there just won't. It, there will not be games for it. It'll be a done thing. I think there'll still be third-party games. I don't think first-party games though. I think Nintendo will be done with it. But I I could see a lot of Japanese devs uh, who are used to making lower-budget games still crank out stuff for it for a little bit. Yeah, but those those don't matter. <laughs> so, why well, are you thinking that Sun and Moon is going to be like the last major 3DS um, release? Pikmin. Pikmin. Yeah. Pikmin. Yeah, that's no. Yeah, it's not. That's not as big as. I mean, Pikmin traditionally has never sold as well. Nothing sold as well fran- as Pokemon. Yeah, right. And- but I was going to say it's never sold as well as most of the other franchises, and this is a niche spin-off within that. I think there's a chance we could get another Pokemon game like next year, like just like a remake of something or an extra version. Only because Game Freak always seems to take a long time to jump consoles. Like Game Freak said they were working on a. Well, they said NX at the time. They said Um, they were working on an NX game. I think that was. Wasn't that the Pokemon Company? I don't think it was Game Freak. No, it was Game Freak. Was it? Yeah. It definitely was Game Freak. Yeah, it was the president of Game Freak. That's why it was so weird. I mean, the Pokemon Company is always going to, like, Pokemon Racing, whatever, <laughs> on any console. But game, game, the fact that it was Game Freak and the fact that it implied that the next mainline Pokemon game was both on the NX, the Switch, and so soon. That's what was Great. newsy awesome. about it. Well, yeah, I hope that's the case. Just because the only reason I was doubtful is because I remember... Uh, I think wasn't wasn't it black and white that was it black and white two that came out when the 3ds was already out or something. Oh, black and white two came out like a while after the 3ds came out, like (laughs) months, months and months. (laughs) So that's why it's just like, yeah, they seem to take their time with converting. That's a bit different though, because you got to remember that. Excuse me, they were catering to the people who hadn't upgraded yet, but it also was cross compatible with the 3ds. Yeah, that's true. The, the the switch is different because from what we know and I'd say this is 99% accurate you won't be able to play 3DS stuff on the switch oh no way so it really is a complete jump yeah. to a new like it's different Game Freak in the past yes they've usually been late switching over like Crystal came out for the GBC after the GBA was out same yeah. kind of thing but again they were all cross compatible you know Whichever Game Boy you had, from color or above, you could still play it. This yeah. is something different now. It's like a totally I just, new. I get the, if they are doing a mainline Pokemon game, I get the feeling we're not going to see it for a while. 
Because this is a big hardware jump. I mean, they're going to have to redo all the... Holiday yeah. 2017. Yeah, I've, I did a, an episode <laughs> of the Forum Watch with um, rare fan and friends to all. Jeff. I... Never mind. You can't just announce someone named Jeff on a podcast. It doesn't work. His name's Jeff. <laughs> it's not our Jeff. It's a different Jeff. There's it's a different Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. It's a fake um, Jeff. But he he and I worked out that uh, Red Two and Blue Two would be a fantastic first game on the Switch for Game Freak, and th- we talked about it so much that at this point I'd be kind of disappointed if it was anything else. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe it will be. I think the hardest thing is going to be, though, for them is now, it's just like, you're going to have to recreate, what, almost 800 monsters in high-definition graphics. <laughs> it's... Well, actually, what might be easy about that is that the reason the frame rates in the 3D Pokemon games are so terrible is because they future-proofed those models by making them so high-polygon that like the 3ds should not be able to handle them right. and if you ever run into a horde battle they it kind of doesn't <laughs> yeah and, and to be fair um sun and moon do look really good and i think you could probably just get away with up with uh you know putting that at 1080p with the graphics of sun and moon and, and i think most people would probably find it somewhat acceptable you could add a bunch of like post-processing effects and better lighting and stuff to make it look you know, a bit more yeah, Dave. It's, it's they've got they've got like a base of high def models like out there now right. because like you know what goes in the bank in the Pokemon bank um, and in Pokemon Go they just used Game Freak's uh, okay. official model set for the Pokemon and you know you play you play. I mean, I haven't actually personally done this, but you know people are playing Pokemon Go on really high end high def tablets mm-hmm. and apparently it still looks great. Sure. So, good. That's, uh, that's good to hear. I'm glad they're thinking about the future because it's like that's a lot of work if you suddenly had to like redo a model for every single Pokemon. <laughs> oh yeah. Like <laughs> I'm think honestly after the impressed. Time that... redrawing sprites. Right. Probably learned the lesson. Like I'm yeah. still impressed. I-, I was impressed just even with X and Y and Sun and Moon, like the fact that they were able to get those out so quickly with that many unique models with unique animations. Pretty much the entire Pokedex just leaked for Pokemon Sun and Moon, and I believe the count is 804. So there's there's a lot, and then all a lot of those have different mega forms and uh, regional forms, or just different yeah. kinds of... So you're probably looking but, at over a thousand altogether. <laughs> uh not over probably around a thousand yeah right yeah i mean like a, th- a thousand though that's a lot that's that's a lot a lot yeah and, and then add all the unique trainer models and character models and just everything else in the game that's not pokemon yeah like i always feel a little bit sad for the people who work at game freak part of the me switch, imagines though. that they're just <laughs> pardon <laughs> the 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 switch though do you think do you think it's going to look, a Pokemon game is going to look like a console game, or do you think it's going to look more like what Sun and Moon looks like? What do you mean It's hard that? for me to predict right now. <laughs> well, the, the, I think Sun and Moon is starting is. to look like a console game as is. Uh, in some ways. Not it's really. in 240. If that, released, 
It well, yeah, I mean, just just from resolution, though. I mean, if you upscaled what Sun and Moon is right now, it could start to pass as a console game because all the super deformed stuff is gone. Um, I, I don't know about that. Well, maybe a slight exaggeration, but it, it feels <coughs> like that, like, this could, you could pretty easily sort of expand upon the front, the grain, the framework laid with that game to do a full console game. Because they've finally sort of started to shake off the stuff from the portable era of that game. It's looking more, you know, I mean, just, you could probably just a lot, have an over the shoulder camera and do the, be able to, you know, have better, uh, more detailed environments, more detailed buildings on an NX version and use, right. simil- yeah, use similar character like... and Pokemon models <laughs> and it would probably be, you know, not fairly hard to convert most of their assets into a full console game. Now most of the uh, we, we, we talked at least a little bit about most of the games they showed in this trailer except for mm-hmm. NBA 2K. Uh, have either of you played that No, at I all? do not give a crap about the NBA, so... <laughs> I'm sorry if you care. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think it... I don't really care about the game itself, but it's indicative of there being a sports game participation in the uh, the Switch's lineup, yeah. which the Wii U just did not have. And that's I, that's a big market. I think it's a nice yeah. for the people who care, but I'll probably never be one of them. <laughs> I mean, I care more from a like a, a fiscal perspective. This will change how much <laughs> they sell. Right. I I do. Yeah, I would I mean, like to yeah, see. I, Go ahead. Go on. I was gonna say I would like to see like when you know Nintendo had like their own like exclusive sports game. I thought that was kind of cool back in the day before everything just got everything is EA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get the latest EA sports game, and then there used to be like an you know exclusive one on Nintendo, exclusive one on Sega, and it actually felt like people put more effort into that kind of thing. And they usually ended up being more fun back in the day too, before they were just like generic EA sports simulator number whatever. Yeah, I remember, like, not liking sports at all and still finding some bit of sports to uh, to talk about or to play. Just something. Like, there was something there and not as much anymore, you know? Right, yeah. There's a couple sports games I did enjoy, even when I didn't enjoy sports. Like, I remember I really liked uh, Wayne Gretzky's 3D Hockey on N64. Cause just um, a lot m- ISS 98 as well from the N64. That was amazing. Never played, but Ooh, yeah, should. <laughs> That's on the list for sixty four for sixty four. So stay tuned with that one. Okay. Sorry, which one was that? Uh, ISS ninety eight, International Superstar Soccer ninety eight. I know nothing about it. I'm I'm into it. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hit it here first, folks. Uh, so yeah, about this basketball game. Um, I'm not really that massively into basketball but I think I agree with you Mitch in that it's a good sign for you know well EA working with Nintendo again it's been what three years and is 2k like, EA I don't even know no I don't think so that's bad reporting oh. on my part yeah and because okay. I think I believe NBA live is the EA one right or something like that and then 2k is like the 2k sports series that's made by like 2k games i think <laughs> something like that and i, I think there okay. are, there's a i think there's a parent company of 2k games but i'm not sure who they are I would have to uh, okay so it's made by 
it's published by 2K Sports, which is itself just oh it's it's a uh, take two. It's take part two. of take two. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, um, so we've covered pretty much all the games that were shown, except we we only really brushed over Mario, which to me was the most exciting game in the trailer. Oh yeah. Oh Definitely. yeah. It was there just to taunt us. It's like, oh hey, by the way, here's a new Mario game you've never seen before, and we're not even really going to mention it or talk about it that much. Well, the, it was the only thing in the trailer that you kind of didn't understand, you know? Right. Like, I, I know what a Splatoon's gonna be. I know what a Mario Kart's gonna be. Uh, Breath of the Wild we've been talking about forever. Skyrim came out already. NBA's basketball. What right. What is this Mario game? Is it 64-2? Is it Galaxy 3? Is it something completely different? It could be any of those still. It it looks closest to me to 64, but I don't think it's just going to be that, that formula over again. I don't know. I mean, I don't know that for certain, but it feels so kind of weird to go back to that this late. <laughs> it, it, had looks- a, it had a very colorful, kind of blocky aesthetic that reminded me of 3D World. And when I was watching it, I said to Kev, hey, this looks like 3, 3D World 2. And then he's like, look again. It doesn't act at all like 3D World. Yeah. And he was right. It, Mario was... Uh, he was running in a, a fully round circle rather than just in eight different yeah. uh, directions. And he was doing triple jumps, which aren't in that game. Like, he was doing more, um, like, athletic stuff. Mm-hmm. And the camera was kind of, like, dropping behind him. And yeah. It, it, yeah. You know, it, this is basically, like, I like 3D World for what it is. I mean, we, we actually discussed this last night. I think the soundtrack is phenomenal it's one of oh, the top yeah. five sounds yeah I, I love 3D World. but <laughs> but it wasn't a 3D Mario adventure it was more yeah. like a party it was like Mario Party had sex with Mario 64 and this came out <laughs> yeah it was a great game but it wasn't exactly the Mario game that I was really hoping for for Wii U and this looks like that. what that is I think the reason it looks so similar to 3D Mario 3D World I'm sure it's probably made by that team. Oh, yeah. And they probably built upon that framework to make this game. So there's going to be some similarities visually, but that doesn't mean it's going to, going to be that. To now, me, it looks like Super Mario 64. If you, with... pause the, uh, if you pause the video and kind of zoom in as Mario's jumping into that village... You'll see some NPCs or enemies. I can't tell if right, they're NPCs right. or enemies. I think NPCs that are pretty much just Mexican stereotypes wearing <laughs> Day of the Dead uh, outfits. It's got Mamechi in there. <laughs> uh, it it looks super fun. I kind of hope no one's offended by that. It seems like the thing that in 2016 could offend someone, but it it looks it looks like a totally weird new direction. Right. Um, it's like, I, mean, yeah. I don't think the whole game's going to be Day of the Dead or Mexican themed, but. No. It but just struck that. me that. Yeah, that'd be crazy. But, Super, Super Mario Muertos. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was really cool that we just were finally seeing a new aesthetic in a Mario game. And it just feels like, since like the Wii, it's been mm-hmm. these are the Mario archetypes for levels, and we're just going to repeat these in different 
creative ways. Well, which which was fine. Three D World fun. had some of that, but it was so abstract and bite sized. You could never really get to grips with a lot of the environments. Right. Whereas, just from a few seconds of footage of this, it looks like this is going to be an area you can run around and explore, yeah. no time limit, full 3D control. It, it looks it's like different. that feeling I got, you know, when we, when we played <coughs> Super Mario 64. You know, I'll, like I'll not say, every level in that game felt like a Mario environment, and that was really cool. I'll say when, when their A-team is on it, the games don't really feel samey. Like, mm-hmm. th- this, presuming that this is the, the same team, this team went from doing Galaxy to Galaxy 2... 3D Land, 3D World, and then Captain Toad, and then this, and really those aren't those those games don't really fall into the same trap of modern Mario that you would associate with like New Super Mario Brothers right. and stuff like that. So I I don't think of this series of Mario as being samey at all, and I I I hope it it does show. Although there was there were only two scenes shown. One of them was the Day of the Dead thing, and the other was kind of just... It, it did look somewhat samey. It was Mario running along something that you would see in Super Mario Galaxy, just like kind of a straight pathway right. obstacle course on like a castle brick aesthetic. That It, it, it basically looked a little bit samey. I want to see more of this game. I want to see like... Because Miyamoto came out and said that the new Mario game is going to be very different. And the right. thing I see is cool, but not what I think Miyamoto would call very different. So I, I want to know what they're working with. They obviously have something crazy going on, I, and I want it. Yeah, I, I think my thought is I don't think they're going to go with the collect star method. I think there might be a whole different way that you're going to go through objectives. I don't know what that is yet, but I don't feel like it's going to be find goalpost or find star. I'm hoping, I kind of hoping they're going to just going to take it in like a sort of entirely new direction with what a Mario game could be. Yeah. I um, mean, of those two, I prefer Find Star to Find Gold. Yeah, me, me too, me too, absolutely, but just even looking at how it's designed, I feel like this is going to be like, this is going to be sort of the next sort of type of Mario game. They don't have, doesn't have to be you know, Find Gold Post or Find Star that there could be something else. I don't know what it is. Maybe Mario will do quests. Maybe Mario gained XP and elite armor. I don't know. <laughs> it's, but um, there's a lot of options did, to do, and I, I get the feeling that with what they're doing with NX, I mean, look at what they've done. I'm sorry, Switch. Look what they've done with Zelda. It's kind of an entirely different spin on the formula. I kind of uh, feel that everything with this is kind of going to be sort of pushing the genres forward and their IPs forward, rather than sort of reimagining it with different gimmick. <laughs> Which, right. I, I don't even try to be negative when I say that, because I really do love almost all of Nintendo's games. It's just that they don't really blow me away they, where they used to in the N64 and early GameCube days. Um, did you see, in the last clip of Mario, uh, did you see the new pickup that we haven't seen in a 3D Mario before? Was it like a heart or something? Yep. There was a I mean, that exists in uh, 64. Well, yeah, but it's 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 different. Yeah. That's like um, a health regeneration point. Uh, this was like floating in the air, like you know, you'd have to jump and grab it. Yep. I'm not certain. I think it's different yet. I don't know. It could we'll be. 
Yeah. It's like, I mean, we've seen like less than 10 seconds of this game, probably. Oh, it's so, probably less than five. Yeah, so it, it's, it's really, really hard Really just to enough judge, to know it exists. But I'm very impressed with what I've seen. And I think I, I mentioned this to you earlier, that I was more impressed with those like 10 seconds. First 10 seconds that I have be been with any other 3d mario game they've all grown on me like i love galaxy i love super mario 3d world but the first time i saw them i really wasn't like oh i have to play this the way i am with this one yeah i i really hope we get a proper mario <coughs> excuse me mario press release and trailer at some point soon um i'm thinking it might be soon hopefully sooner rather than later because um since Emily Rogers has been so on point with these rumors, she did say that this week and next initially for news. So I think this was to we gotta get some we gotta get at least the reveal out of the way before our stockholder meeting, so they don't you know rip us a new asshole, <laughs> and then we'll probably get more of a prolonged, uh, detailed direct maybe late. Next yeah, I mean week historically before. we've always had a bunch of stuff leaked from the shareholders meeting. Mm-hmm. So right. um, that's next Wednesday, isn't it? So we should learn some more, hopefully, pricing and exact release specs and oh, yeah. stuff. We'll definitely get some information there. And uh, that's what I think we'll probably have that. We'll get some leaked information from that with some basic stuff. And then maybe we'll have a direct, maybe, maybe, the, maybe the day after. Because they're probably going to know that stuff's going to go out there. And they'll probably want to share it in a more convenient fashion. So... I don't know. I think I think we'll know more next week, though, as well. Do you think Mario will be in the launch window? Oh yeah, I, I think it'll. I think it's a good chance it'll. Be Emily Rogers said it's a launch game. Yeah. A, like so... day of the launch. Wow. I believe so. Um, and there was, I can't remember. I think the guy from Eurogamer. I can't remember his name, but he's the other reliable source of this. Eurogamer and Emily Rogers pretty much called it this stuff, and he was saying that. In fact, the reveal itself was pushed back because Mario wasn't ready, and that's why it's been taking so long. Well, if Mario's not ready, a, I, it seems like it wouldn't be a launch game. Well, I said it wasn't running right now. It's running perfectly, with the words he used. But to me, it speaks that this game is really important to show off this console, meaning, to me, playing a launch game. Well, I mean, it wasn't. It, it didn't really do anything... It it look it's very exciting because I know what Mario games can do, but what I've saw what I saw from that Mario game was not something that I would get excited about a console about you know. Well, I, don't I disagree. Know. I'm very excited from <laughs> the little I saw, and I think just the idea of having sort of that one-two punch of both Mario and Zelda at launch is. I think that's really going to be something that they're looking to do. Um, so they really need to kickstart their hardware sales with this, and they can't just have this launch without like the best software lineup they've ever done. Like they need to convince people that they have to have this. Yeah, I, I'm a strong believer in the effect of the launch in a console's lifespan. I think 60% of why the Wii U just did not do as well as it could is because it had a very weak launch with the only main game that you would get outside of Nintendo Land being a new Super Mario Brothers that people thought they had already played because like everything else associated with the Wii U it was mis- it was miscommunicated. Yeah, I, um, I I've run into people who thought legitimately the Wii U was just a attachment for their current Wii. 
out of everything day, here, still think that Breath yeah. of the Wild looks like the thing that, on the one hand, it could bring in a lot of people. On the other, it's also going to come out for the Wii U. So it can't, I don't think Breath of the Wild is something that they can rely on. Uh, NBA, Skyrim, those games have come out before. They're like they're already out. Um, and Splatoon and Mario Kart are things that people should at least be familiar with already. Mm-hmm. So I think really it does come down to Mario. Uh, yeah. Whether or not Super Mario Switch or whatever you want to call it is a killer app. I think if that game is early enough, and if it's a killer app, this console sells well. If not, it doesn't. Right. Yeah, I know th- th- there will definitely be some people who buy this for um, Zelda. Because I know I've talked to people who don't have a Wii U that really want Zelda, and they're planning on buying a Wii U. And then I'm, I didn't even know about the NX. I was like, There's a, so it's going to come out in this new console too. And I'm like, oh yeah, maybe I'll wait for that. So I think it'll definitely help, but it's not, it is not guaranteed. So Zelda will sort of be like the second... It's going to be the flagship, the Nintendo flagship for both consoles. But then Mario could be like the flagship just for that console. So it's like, hey, buy this. This is our new console. You get Breath of the Wild and you get this game. Wow, that, that would be crazy to... <laughs> especially if they put one or both of them in the box. I, I, I suspect <laughs> that there'll at least be a bundle with one of them. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be, you know... Maybe if, one or the other. Yeah, um, I, I don't. I think there'll probably be a version without a game because if they're gonna want to, they're gonna want to enter at the lowest price point they can physically get away with and still make money. But I wouldn't be surprised if there was multiple SKUs and just have a you know one that's literally bare bones, absolutely the littlest you need to get started, and then one with maybe a game, maybe even throw in the pro controller. I'd love that. <laughs> Yeah, well, these bundles would launch with the console in March, and uh, what also is coming out in March is Ukulele. Do you think there's any chance of Ukulele making the way to NX at, like, any time soon? I, I, maybe not. Maybe the Switch, not the NX. Oops. But... Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I would bet money that Ukulele will eventually exist on the NX. I'd... Switch. Damn it. Do the same thing. <laughs> not... I don't think it's going to be, uh, you know, launch window because I bet you Playtonic does not have a dev kit. <laughs> I mean, but, they weren't uh, on the list of partners, so yeah, that's that's tough. So I'm sure now that it's become more out in the open, it's going to be easier to get that access. And Unity is one of the partners, and you know, it's been gaming developed for Unity, and I think they know their audience well enough to know that there's going to be a demand for it on that console, and especially with the real timing of ukulele so i think it'll definitely hit it but it it'll probably launch on the consoles that the kickstarter promised and then they'll probably look maybe look to getting out a version for nx maybe 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 time it with when the dlc comes out because there was supposed to be you know kickstarter back dlc so maybe they throw out like the version a complete version for nx with the extra dlc attached later down the line I mean, that makes sense, and that is what I think is going to happen, but at the same time, that's a Wii U game coming out after the NX, or right. after the after the Switch. Yeah, but, I mean, if they don't have access to it, what are they going to do? They're just going to, I don't think they can just, you know, change it last minute, and sort of... Yeah, I mean, it, well, it, it 
it's not that last minute. I mean, it, it would take time to do, but we're we're five months out still. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe Nintendo has some really cool uh, developer tools that make transitioning <laughs> Wii U projects to NX really, really easy, and it could be a possibility. But I still don't feel it's going to make... Uh, it's going to launch side-by-side side with the rest of the versions. Maybe, maybe a few months down the line, if it's really simple transition... But I don't know. Well, now that things are out in the more out in the open more, I think everyone's going to be more okay with talking about it and giving us these kind of details. Yeah. So. Um, one thing no one's really talked about, which I'm really happy about, is that it's got analog sticks and not circle pads. Yeah. Right. I was worried about that. Because I, I really thought based on the, the new 3DS, well, the original 3DS and um, the original design of the Wii U gamepad. I really thought we were going to end up with circle pads this time. I I want to know if the triggers are digital <coughs> or analog. That's that's one thing. It's hard to really tell. They're probably digital. They haven't been analog. The only analog ones have been the GameCube, right? Yeah, I know. It's just annoying because that's like the analog. Having some analog <laughs> sticks is like a standard. It just like messes up third-party games to not have them. But, yeah. you know, I'll live with it. it. It just sucks, too, because stuff like Super Mario Sunshine will probably be stuck on the GameCube forever because... And Luigi's Mansion. Because they relied on those... They could always sticks. find a workaround if they really wanted to bring those yeah. games over. It's um, true, but... It was, they were just such a good control idea. I don't know why they, they ditched those. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's even the PS2 had them, so <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, so there was a rumor that leaked. Well, uh, PokeScoop basically said um, they posted a list of like specs around the same time as the reveal trailer. Uh, you guys have all seen this, haven't you? Yeah, I- I've seen the specs, but um, I think that one of the original people who posted them had some dubious other um, predictions that turned out to be false. It's not saying okay. that this is false. But we, sh- I don't think we should be feeling like uh, I don't think we should be considering it as legitimate as something leaked from like Eurogamer or Emily Rogers. Right? No. Okay. It's Even just, without um, that dubious more... history, these specs are they're they're whack. They're a little wacko. <laughs> thirty-two gigabyte hard drive. That's just... nothing. I can sneeze and fill right. up thirty-two gigabytes. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, it, it's possible. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's worth discussing until we know a bit more about what, what's going on. I mean, there could be a situation, too, where there's a 32-gigabyte cheap, really cheap base model, and then there's a premium model like the, the Wii U that has a bit more. So it's hard to really say what they're planning until they actually tell us. I thought some of the other yeah. specs on there were might be a little bit more legit. Like the RAM sounded about right. Like four gig. I wouldn't expect more than four gigs of RAM, really. Not on that small of a console, anyway. Yeah. But, um. Did you see uh, Microsoft tweet? Oh I yeah, that was nice. Not. What did they say? Uh, at Nintendo America, congrats on the unveil, folks, and then a thumbs up. <laughs> so that's th- nice. Yeah, yeah it I, just seemed really sincere. I don't know if you saw. I mean, we know... uh... Go on. 
I was gonna say um, that Rare uh, watched it on like a projector and they tweeted a few pictures of everyone getting ready to watch the reveal. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was cool. Yeah, that is cool. Like the fact that literally this this studio full of Microsoft employees gathered around <laughs> excited for Nintendo's reveal is just great. Um, which I guess brings us round to to wrap this up. Uh, I guess we could maybe talk about how the NX may relate to our show and our site in general. Um, <laughs> I, I guess the main point of entry, aside from we've already discussed Platonic a little bit, uh, but Donkey Kong. Uh, we unfortunately so far we haven't had even the slightest hint of a Donkey Kong game coming anytime soon. Nor a hint of what Retro's doing. Right. Which is really weird because remember like E3 2015 they tweeted saying can you dig it and then It's almost 2017 yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then again she keeps coming up but Emily Rogers said like was it the start of this year when she said um, Retro's not working on Donkey Kong but an original IP and it will be shown at E3 2016 and it wasn't there. Right. So I assumed it would be a part of the NX reveal, uh, Switch reveal. <laughs> uh, yeah, still nothing. I I think they're saving a lot of the games for more in depth. So I think they just I think they really wanted to hit on certain notes with this. So they only showed on select games. They showed hey Mario, Zelda, our big sequels. They showed Skyrim as sort of example like hey we're gonna get big third party games. They showed NBA because hey look we're gonna have these sports games now too. I think they wanted to send a message with these particular one they, they showed, and they'll probably have a big software unveiling more down the line. You know what? I've thought about it in the few minutes since we just talked about it, and mm-hmm. I don't believe... Platonic are very smart guys, and they've mm-hmm. been watching Wii U sales. They know that a lot of their demographic is with Wii U. I would be surprised if they hadn't accounted for the... Yeah. Maybe. the switch existing in some way and them having to act on that already though they did recently say I think it was Chris Sutherland when asked about it about if they were going to have NX and um, he didn't say no he just said that we're going to focus on the platforms of the Kickstarter so I don't know maybe maybe not one thing I didn't I, I don't think I saw a lot of Platonic employees commenting on the switch and veil i don't know if you Kev guys bayless it. said it's the future okay but like you didn't see the same way like the rare guys did where they all where they seemed like surprised and excited so i was yeah. just actually thinking about just a second ago it's like hey maybe they actually have been like pulling our leg and they actually have a dead kit and they're working on it i don't know <laughs> so i guess we'll find out I mean, to be fair, they also said that, you know, originally a box copy wasn't something they were going to, you know, worry about, and that ended up happening too, so. I think part of what really makes me want ukulele on the Switch is purely selfish, and uh, it's just because it would be on a cartridge, which just feels right. And a cartridge with a Nintendo logo probably printed on the back. Oh my gosh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> uh, there's something just almost erotic about that I don't know <laughs> maybe I have problems you weirdos <laughs> I'm just getting the Xbox digital version on part of the future I, I'm I getting I'm getting get the 
I'm I'm supposed to get the Wii U one, but I'm thinking of also getting the Xbox one, and if it comes to Switch, I'm definitely also getting the Switch one. I might yeah. play this three times. I I'm probably gonna spend way too much money purchasing that game. I've already I mean, I'm already getting two copies. I'm getting a boxed PC copy with a Kickstarter, an Xbox code, and if it doesn't come to Switch, I'm gonna buy a Wii U boxed copy just so I can have it with a Nintendo logo on it. And if it does come... And then if I end up thinking it's not coming to the Switch, and I buy it for the Wii U, thinking, well, it's not coming to the Switch, and it comes to the Switch later down the line, I'll buy that too. So that's at least four copies, probably. Again, I think the Switch version would be tempting because of the portability as well. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, the Switch version is tempting mostly because at that point it would mean not having to get your Wii U out of the closet. <laughs> well, most people aren't going to buy it on the Wii U, so <laughs> that wouldn't matter. But, uh, what, uh, do you mind if I... Do you mind if I ask why did you go for the Wii U version? Uh, me? Yeah. At the time, I didn't have an Xbox, so it was an easy... Oh, okay. It was an easy choice, but also... I think I even now I would have chosen the Wii U version... And it, uh, well, like, maybe not now. Now, after the switch was right. revealed, but like a, a month ago. And I think you'd also yeah. be surprised, Kev, by the amount of people who are going to get it on Wii U, um, just because of the type of game it is. Like certain games st- sell strangely well on, on a Wii U. Another, yeah, uh, it, like Shovel Knight, mm-hmm. for example. Like the sales on Nintendo platforms of uh, of Shovel Knight just completely dwarf Xbox and PS. Right, but I'm just saying from my point of view, the the Xbox One controller is a hell of a lot better than the Wii U gamepad. You're not wrong. Yeah, and like I know it'll have slightly higher graphical fidelity, and if they do a 4K patch, obviously that won't be for the Wii U. But it, you know, they might do one for the Xbox. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't believe in a slightly higher graphical fidelity. I think the game is being made so it can fit on the Wii U, and all other versions are just going to have to account for that. Um, like like well, they've they've said as much. I think in the past. Yeah. Well, we'll like, see. I I don't think it really matters because the controller is going to be so much better. I'm gonna pro- my plan play it on Xbox and then wait for the Switcher version down the line and play it again. But yeah, I mean they the only... already said all all the assets for ukulele are, are 4K, so there's obviously a reason for that. Future proofing, you know, especially I mean you're doing yeah. it for PC too. I mean it's not even really future proofing because people on play on PC will probably be able to bump the resolution to 4K out of the box. Right, I'm just saying there'd be no reason to not have that capability for the Scorpio PS4 Pro as well. I don't know. Yeah. I'm probably just... putting that word. Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, we'll see. It doesn't really matter. I don't think it really matter. <laughs> it's going to be a great game on any platform. And I'm going to probably right. purchase it too many times. If they do exclusive content, I will purchase it all every single time I can and cry my wallet's empty. But, um, <laughs> yeah, we, we should actually pro- we should probably wrap up pretty soon, though, because we're going a little bit late. Yeah, Mitch, have you got any other thoughts or um not not so much. Uh I want to see more original games for the Switch. 
Uh, Breath of the Wild doesn't count because it's a Wii U game. I want to see more about Mario. Uh, Splatoon and Mario Kart are very similar to the ones in the past, even if they are new games, which I do think they are. Um, I want to see what Retro's doing, because I'm sure it's for this. And I want to see what else Nintendo's doing. What's in the future for Animal Crossing? That's going to be fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's very exciting to see what Nintendo's going to come up with, with this sort of combined development pipeline. Uh, I'm, I finally feel like it's going to be like a pretty safe bet buying this. Like, there's no gimmicks that are going to piss me off. There's going to be hopefully a steady slow a flow of software even if there was no third party games nintendo should be able to push out enough first party titles to make it worthwhile so very excited and yeah i'm done <laughs> uh, one thing i am still wondering uh i'm surprised we haven't brought it up yet on this episode uh is it a touch screen you know, it actually, yeah, yeah 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 it hasn't been officially <laughs> confirmed by nintendo but it's gonna be a touch screen. <laughs> Has it not been? I thought. Oh, you know what? I they never. I read show it from it that list of uh, li- that list of specs. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's specs, and list. I am pretty sure Emily Rogers has said as much too as well. That it's list just... said it was a multi-touch screen, which yep. means that you wouldn't use a stylus on it. You, it's like the same kind of touch screen, a hard touch screen, like your uh, like an iPhone. Yeah, that All I right. think that's gonna make sense because I expect. I mean. The thing has that can have the controllers removed off it. I, I get the feeling that there's going to be some app functionality on here. People are expect to interact with apps via, excuse me, via a touchscreen. So it makes zero sense not to have a touchscreen on that thing. It's going it would it legitimately piss consumers off if it didn't because they're going to pick the thing up. Oh, this looks like my iPad. What? Why isn't it moving? Why is this thing broken? I'm taking this back to the store because the touchscreen is broken. It, it's it would be a terrible idea not to include a touchscreen on that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I agree. It really should have one. It's just interesting how they didn't show a single person touching the screen during the reveal trailer. Yeah, I'd think that'd come yeah. up. Um, but uh, yeah, it was kind of odd. I just think that maybe they didn't think that was an important functionality to showcase, and a lot of the touch based things could be uh, OS based which they probably are not ready to show yet they have no they gotta be ready if they haven't shown part of this thing that is done it's not because they're not ready it's five months away it's it's gotta be because they're just being strategic about what they're revealing yeah that's kind of what I meant I mean I'm sure it's the OS is ready I meant that they don't want to reveal it yet for whatever reason (laughs) because they did not show a single OS shot in that whole thing Another thing that Scraps probably would think that we're ganging up on him for bringing up is that he was near certain that the form factor for the console is was like unfinished. He thinks yeah, it looks like it it's looked straight like out of the eighties, which I don't agree with. At <laughs> I all. thought it I looked think cool. It looks like a high-end product. I I really really love the fact that the dot covers the screen. That makes me oh I love it. Yeah, it's great. Keep the my Wii U gamepad gets so freaking dusty that mm-hmm. every time I end up needing it, it's like I feel like I'm just gonna get bit by a spider because there's like dust and cobwebs all over it. <laughs> yeah, I just finished college and I loved my roommates, but Leland, if you're listening out there, I know you're not, so I can yell at you. Please stop using my gamepad and eating fried chicken at the same time. It is oh. like. 
genuinely upsetting to me. <laughs> it's a it's my own ninth circle of hell. Well, well. <laughs> I'm glad that's your ninth circle. Sticky gamepads. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> it's sticky chicken gamepads, and that's it. That's just not good for anyone. <laughs> All right. Um, cool. So, you guys have any other uh, comments or anything? Are you ready to call it? If you liked me, you can find me on my own podcast that I do with Kev and our other friend, Matt Corna, uh, where we play Nintendo 64 games, one per episode, uh, for a total of 64 perspective episodes. We're currently on our fourth, Rogue Squadron, which should be out soon. It's called 64464, <laughs> just the numbers with yeah. dashes between them. It's pretty good. And you can I've find us at 64464podcast.wordpress.com. <laughs> We're going to look at tightening that up soon. I've go. never heard I've never heard that URL spoken out like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, cuz Kev is too right. cheap to pay for a domain name. Well, you know, I'm, I am, yeah, yes, you're right, I, am. I need to save it for a good microphone. Uh, yeah, it's all good, I'm teasing. But but yeah, um, in addition to that podcast, this is a podcast with a site that you should also go to and subscribe to and like and YouTube channels to interact with and leave non-offensive comments. Or even leave offensive comments, because I feel like having a fight in the comment section would probably give us more views. So have yeah. fun with that. It's quite. It's in vogue these days. Uh, yeah. Common wars. <laughs> it's so, not a real YouTube right, video um, until someone says something racist in the comment section. There we go. Scraps, <laughs> you got your mission. Right. Uh, this has been fun, guys. Uh, Mitch, thanks for coming on at such short notice. Um, no problem. It was great. Jeff is out of town, and uh, we had to find a suitable replacement. Who, you know, you may not be very talented, but we like you. So. You know. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. Dave, uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, even though you've been demoted to janitor, it's still nice to know that you help out on these things. <laughs> I've been demoted? How can I be demoted on the podcast I started? How did that happen? <laughs> I uh, I got uh, iTunes to formally demote you. Ian Tunes is a very fickle beast. Okay, Ian cool. Tunes, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, okay. Uh, I guess we'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Yeah,